Welcome to the PRISM Daily Podcast. Our hope is by listening each day, you'll be encouraged to meditate on the promises of God and find peace in His presence. This fall, our pastor is reading through sections of his forthcoming book, The Narrow Trail, A Wanderer's Guide to Finding Jesus. This book was written in concert with this fall's PRISM teaching series about our church's values. You can listen to our Sunday messages on PRISM's webpage. Here's Pastor Chuck. Religion and Politics If social gathering etiquette advises us to avoid bringing up religion or politics in a party setting, the American melding of church and politics has had a particularly toxic effect on the reputation of the church and its conversation with culture. Imagine a nightmarish Thanksgiving dinner with relatives with whom you disagree about everything. That's what it feels like to be in the United States during this time in history. The association between church and politics is perhaps the most daunting problem that the Western Evangelical Church has in the 21st century. The conflation of Republican politics and Evangelical Protestant Christianity has created a social climate where those who disagree with conservative policies could easily infer that they'd have to embrace the grand old party's platform to be a Christian. Westminster Seminary's Carl Ellis has said, quote, There is no salvation in politics. We can speak politically, but Christians cannot be married to one particular political movement. If you marry politics, it will pimp you. Unquote. To be fair, that pendulum swings both ways. I've talked with zealous liberals, some who identify as Christians, who cannot stand to be in the presence of someone with a conservative political worldview. Some progressives have declared that they're done with conservative Christians. Regardless of your politics, a dismissive and impatient attitude toward your brothers and sisters in Christ is completely inexcusable for the genuine Christ follower. With the Western world so politically polarized, too fervent an association with one political party effectively shuts off conversation with Christian brothers and sisters on the other side of the political spectrum. This mix of religion and politics divides the church in a way that brings further disgrace to the name of Jesus Christ. Sadly, the process of making enemies out of those who aren't enemies makes some people feel more secure. In the aftermath of the 2016 presidential election, many churches experienced people leaving their congregations, including mine, which has never endorsed a candidate or party. This was because of what the exit polling from that election showed. Roughly 8 of 10 evangelicals voted for a presidential candidate whose lifestyle and behavior were morally reprehensible and inconsistent with Christian virtues. Christianity Today tried to nuance these statistics and make the voting seem less troubling to the culture around us. The problem is, most of those who are abandoning the bibliocentric Protestant church aren't reading Christianity Today or waiting around for the church leaders to repent. Once again, the church is trying to explain away something that, correctly or not, many see as a problem. From a church public relations standpoint, the oft-quoted political axiom rings true. If you're explaining, you're losing. More troubling than the presidential candidate himself was the seeming blindness of evangelicals to whatever Donald Trump's sins were. One so-called Christian political leader used the golfing metaphor of a mulligan, a do-over, to describe the sexual affair that then-candidate Trump had with a pornographic actress. 
a Politico writer commented, quote, weigh a paid off porn star against being the first president to address the March for Life live via video feed. And a lot of evangelical leaders insist they can still walk away happy, unquote. The concern many Christians like me have is that Christian political coalitions have willingly forfeited their biblical voice on a host of critical issues for fear of offending their non-churched coalition partners. Subjects of justice and righteousness are brought up by Christians from one political party, but ignored by Christians of the other, all out of fear of losing influence within their own coalition. Liberal groups led by clergy and Christians are equally as susceptible of allowing others to use religious groups to strengthen a political agenda and support leaders that may be at odds with Christian ethics. The oft-cited complaint from conservative Christians is the relative silence from liberal Christians regarding the right to life for the unborn. With regards to coalition politics, you may get a seat at the table of power, but you'll be expected to have table manners. Author David French wrote, quote, The view that good policy can redeem immoral acts treats a policy statement as a form of baptism. It washes away the person's sins, unquote. For religious political groups, the ends often justify the means. The late Michael Cromarty was even more blunt. Cromarty, who died in 2017, was previously vice president of the Ethics and Public Policy Center, and a man whom Christianity Today once characterized as, quote, a consigliere for conservative Christians in the nation's capital, unquote. Cromartie explained his perspective on conservative evangelicalism's relationship to Ronald Reagan's presidency. Quote, sure, Reagan used evangelicals, but evangelicals used Reagan too, to get access so they could be heard on their issues. Every politician uses evangelicals because they want their votes. It's part of the political process. Unquote. Many Christians find that admission troubling. What? The church being used for political ends? My concern is that many conservative and liberal politically active Christians are not primarily focused on the church's reputation. My experience has been that their first concern is their party's political agenda and or their small piece of that agenda. Their secondary concern, maybe, is whether or not people who need to know Jesus will be able to see through the haze of heated partisan rhetoric to view the beauty of the gospel of God's grace in Christ. Some have been crass enough to equate their political party and the Christian mission. Both Christian conservative and liberal political action groups have issues of concern that are valid and must be addressed by the state. However, there are times when I find it difficult to believe that the underlying motivation of these political groups isn't a thirst for political power. That's particularly true when they claim to be Christian, but can't or won't sit down to hear the concerns of Christians with a different party affiliation. When that is the case, we're a long way from they'll know we are Christians by our love. You've been listening to the Prism Daily Podcast. If you'd like more information about Prism Church, visit our website, prismchurch.com.